0: I've tried, 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 and I tried even more. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci,
1: aka the Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here on the Boochcast, he's been woken. Yep, he's been broken. Yep, and now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the bootcast. the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? And dude, yes, yes, it's me, the broke and pissed off, uh, soulless ginger. Generally speaking, I'm not that broke. I'm not that broke, but I am pissed. You fuck off. Bitty bitty real coast. I'm throwing things. Stupid, stupid,
1: stupid, stupid. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're not gonna jump ahead. We're gonna we're gonna go piece by piece. Like we always do But just so you know This might be a short show Cause It's gonna be a very short show It's gonna be a short evening Ladies and gentlemen Uh, In fact At the risk of jumping ahead A tiny bit Not a whole lot But a tiny bit This Uh. might be shorter Than the world title
0: match That's how pissed off We are right now (laughs) This is gonna be a short Fucking show Ladies and gentlemen Cause We're
1: too pissed off To really analyze Any fucking thing Right now I'm I am I am I am anger I am confusion I am. None I, of These things make sense tonight, man. I am ready to say that AEW is now the new home for sports entertainment. That, this it's is not the not new that. That's it. This is the new sports entertainment right here. Watching this is just as bad as seeing the New York Yankees win the World Series. Oh, really? Well, well surpassing them is like the Falcons winning the Super Bowl. It'll never happen. So anyway, we kick, probably, we
2: kick this show off. We kick this
1: show off. We get a face to face between Chris Christopher Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Jericho Appreciation Society. The epitome of sports. Entertainers. And Jericho kicks off the show and brings up the issues he had with Garcia, one of his favorite JAS members. He calls Garcia future world champion and his protege. The fans chant you're a wrestler and Garcia when he comes to the ring. Jericho says they don't understand the connection they have and he knows emotions were running high last week. He says he thinks they can work this out but he wants Garcia to apologize to him for slapping his hand away and spinning him around and all that shit. Garcia responded by telling Jericho he knew how special it was for him to share the ring with Danielson. He emphasized that he held his own against his hero, and he always dreamt of having that kind of match. He hopes other kids felt the way he felt. Garcia says he didn't care about being called a wrestler or a sports entertainer when Danielson extended his hand and Jericho ruined that moment. Jericho tells him there will be many more moments like that for him because he's the greatest technical sports entertainer. He wants to hear Garcia say he's a sports entertainer. Fans kept chanting you're a wrestler and Danielson comes to the ring before he can respond. Danielson says Jericho is trying to bully Garcia. He says Garcia can be whatever he wants to be and tells Garcia that he's a wrestler. Jericho says Garcia is a sports entertainer and he tells him to say it Garcia says he can't do that right here right now he tells Jericho to leave him alone and moves to leave Jericho grabs him and Garcia shoves him down Danielson says he's not the biggest fan of sports entertainment but that was entertaining Jericho says hearing people say Danielson is the best wrestler in the world pisses him off because he doesn't see it Jericho says some people would say he's the greatest wrestler of all time he says he's the last survivor of the heart dungeon and he knows more about wrestling than Danielson ever will Danielson wonders what Owen Hart would say if he was asked which one of them was the better wrestler. He questions who would win a match between them. Jericho agrees to, um, to a match between the American Dragon and the Lionheart at All Out. Hager then attacks Danielson from behind and leaves him laying.
2: I think this was the only real entertaining thing of the night. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, that was a hell of a promo between Danny Garcia and Chris Jericho. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Daniel comes out, starts talking shit, and says you know, like, "Don't pick on him because he was showing respect towards me." That's what he was doing. Basically, uh, was Chris Jericho getting pissed about everybody's talking about Danny Garcia and Daniel Bryan, not him. But I did not. We did not have to see Hager's big. Dumbass oath out self Come up and attack the little guy This is the only thing I was actually really entertaining about tonight And it wasn't even a fucking match
1: Well, what I liked about it was the fact that You know, Daniel Garcia acknowledged to Jericho Hey, you ruined my moment What I would have liked to have heard Daniel Garcia say To Jericho is Look, if you want an apology from me I'm gonna need an apology from you For ruining my moment And then see how Jericho reacts to that If Jericho actually gives a sincere apology and see if that would be close to hashing things out or if Jericho tries to say, like, that he doesn't owe him an apology or whatever and see if that factored in to this whole entire situation. And then, obviously, you know, Daniel Bryan doing the whole let's have the match in Cleveland, Jericho saying let's have the match, we'll have the match at All Out because that's the difference between, and I hate to say this, but that's the difference between a wrestler and a sports entertainer. A sports entertainer looks at the money. A wrestler just wants to just wrestle and get it over with. And that's why, but the fact that sports entertainers think about money is why the sports entertainment created the Monopoly for the longest time. So I kind of like that representation. It's like, look, Jericho's like, look, I'll fight Daniel Bryan, but we're going to do it on a money-making stage. I'm going to make people pay to see this. I'm not going to give them Lionheart and the American Dragon for free. You know why? Because I'm a fucking star. And that's what stars do. You make people pay for the value of what you're going to give them. And Lionheart heart versus the american dragon is money can i say something yeah go ahead
2: i need a drink anyway um um what well, you and gator even buff let say this type of match would we'll do what put butts in seats exactly Probably when i lie i I'm lip out that quote by the way it's like that type of match is put butts in seats Ugh. Yeah, okay. I love this promo. I did. Except for the
1: Hagar attacking
2: Daniel Bryan. I'm getting sick of that Us. I mean, Eww. I enjoyed
1: no it. Way. I enjoyed it, but only because he said, hey, watch your back until then. It was a good heel spot, you know? Jericho's like, I'm not going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to let my henchmen take you out. You know, it was good. It was a good spot, and it emphasized that we're going to see Jericho and Danielson at All Out, which is where we should see it. You want the money-making match. On the money making show, you don't want to give it the away for times- free like the shit we're going to talk about later. There's nine times out of ten, he's
2: not Daniel's not going to hit the high knee, and Jericho is not going to hit a Judas stick. Most likely, really this is going to be a submission match. The Walls of Jericho gets the yes lock.
1: Yeah. Well, well, in this case, the label lock.
2: The label lock, you know. Yeah. What I'm Sorry.
1: No, no, I know what you mean. No, I, I know what you meant. I'm just saying, yes lock is a WWE term, and in, in, in real life, it's called the label lock, and that's what we're calling it now.
2: His name's not Brian Danielson. His will be Daniel Bryan.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I mean Brian Danielson is his legal name. They just called it Daniel Bryan because it was fucking easier to say. Brian Danielson is hard to fucking say, so this is just easier that. Way. Anyway, we get through this segment, and then we have our first official match of the evening. We have. Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dunn.
2: you call this a match there, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Know what I liked about it? How they stared and shut it down for a second there and then they actually, rather than hit like uh, 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 a slap on the chest or you know what I mean, they actually locked up what what you do in high school. I was like, okay, okay. And it was fucking fantastic. Everything was going back and forth. Jay Lethal got a lot of moves in. Dax Harwood's got a little one. Until that little ball headed. Mother fucking piece of shit saw this had how to get involved with the match I like to take that pencil and stab him in the fucking eye.
1: Wouldn't we all?
2: I mean, that was fucking, was going fucking great. So that piece of shit had to get involved. Assault to Jim, why are you even there? Why are you there? Go away. Too far, don't bother me. Too far, don't bother me. Fuck off, you asshole. You just call Stax off with the match. But at the end of it, he says, we have a special tag team. He's going to have your, have our back. Vinny, my mouth dropped when there was a motorcycle Motherfucker machine. I was, like,
0: <clears throat>
1: I was like, oh, I like those guys. I, I didn't think you knew who they were.
2: Oh, I I know Motor City Machine Guns very well. I used to watch Impact a little bit. Back when it was fucking all sparking, it was good with the yeah. main event Mafia and, and everybody else.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you are familiar with the Motor City Machine Gun?
2: Very. Um, yeah. Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Sabin, right?
1: Yes, they're uh, okay. two-time Impact World Tag Team Champions. Uh, each uh, one. One of them is
2: a the foremost Impact World Champion.
1: Uh. Chris Sabin. Chris
2: Sabin, what? No. Uh. uh one of them beat Bully Ray. Well, no. To my what?
1: knowledge, none of them are. I can check. None of them are War- are Impact World Champions. No, no, no. You're right. Chris Sabin did win it. Yeah, Chris Sabin did win it. Uh, you didn't know that? I, dude, I honestly don't remember. And my my TNA knowledge is not very high right now. Um, I like, can explain he, real quick. You
2: remember the Aces
1: and Eights? No. Oh yeah, Aces and Eights. Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was
2: Bully Ray with president. He had the world title. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Chris Sabin. Chris Sabin was like he was about to paraphrase Chris Sabin. He had that special weapon, like a hammer, hit Bully Ray in the head. One, two, three.
1: Yeah. They also um, were both X-Division champions. And they were tag team of the year in 2007. Uh, they've also been Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions and IWGP uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. So, and they're one, and they're, and they're one of only like I think like another tag. There's only been like two, they're one of two tag teams. I can't remember the other. the other one that have kicked out of the 3D. You
2: sure it was the Hardy Boys or Edge Christian?
1: I don't think they've ever kicked out of the 3D. Hmm. Now I thought
2: it was just, those two tag teams. No, okay. it was
1: it was the Motor City Machine Guns and one other tag team and it was an ECW. I can't remember who though, but maybe it was Spike Dudley and Balls Mahoney. I don't remember. I don't, I seriously don't oh, remember. I, if I ever, I, I if, totally I ever out, I while, if I ever find out, because I know what, if I ever find out, I'll, I'll bring it up again on a future AEW recap since we're talking about it here. But yeah, they're ultimately, they, but the Motor City Machine Guns kicked out because Team 3D was going to retire in, as a tag team time. Uh, they were going to have their last match because they decided that uh, Bully Ray was going to go solo. Um, and that was when he you know he went he went solo for a while he eventually developed as he was developing the Bully Ray gimmick this is before he would become like Aces and Eights that but it was eventually you know him and Devon were separating and then eventually with the Aces and Eights they brought them back together and eventually okay. they had okay. to because uh even though Bully Bubba Ray reinventing himself as Bully Ray was able to have a singles run Devon couldn't Devon just wasn't good as a singles competitor he was he was the Marty Jannetty of that tag team he could never stand on his own just can't
2: and uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that too, but still to this day the Dudley Boys will always be one of the greatest tag teams of all fucking time.
1: Oh, they're the most decorated tag team of all fucking time. They've held more tag team titles than any other team. Yeah,
2: I can believe that too. Even though back in those days, we'll move on here in a minute, I was more of a Hardy Boys
1: fan but I always loved the damn um, Dudley Boys, man. Those guys were fucking great. The Hardys are another decorated tag team. Yeah. You know, okay. they okay. Okay. Oh, they probably be the tag champs right now. if.
2: Yeah, to, okay. We're not going to talk about that.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Zach, Zach Mark. But um, the
2: fuck but, yeah. you, know you know what I mean. We already had this conversation about it. Don't start. Moving on.
1: Well, I was gonna say a one-liner. It only extends because you go fucking crazy. So anyway, we'll talk
2: about this later.
1: Anyway, yes, yeah, so we find out it's gonna be Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns versus the, versus you know F- FTR and Wardlow. So oh man, that's so that's gonna be this the is, match for All Out.
2: Imagine. A tag team match, championship, or it doesn't matter. Motor shooting machine guns is it against FTR? Ooh.
1: Oh, that would tear the house That's down. That, that, like, yeah. Okay. Moving on, sir. So, anyway, but yeah, so, like I said, overall, Dax and uh, Jay had a great match. In fact, uh, Gator was messaging me the whole time. He was like, um, this some good shit, bro. This is good shit. Good wrestling. Holy shit, there's wrestling. Holy shit, there's wrestling. Yeah. So we cut so then we move on we cut to the backstage area and we find out that Thunder Rosa is now officially injured and is unable to defend the women's championship at All Out due to an injury. So we will not see Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. However, there will what be a, there will now be a fatal four-way match at All Out to determine a interim women's champion. So now the interim title's coming back, but this time Can't for the women. Another one in the fucking row. Yeah. Cuz this is the this is the company this is the company of injuries. Evidently, how she get injured? I don't know. Probably doing a match, probably doing some stupid spot shit. Like, that's what happens in AEW. A lot of these wrestlers get injured because they do stupid shit that gets them fucking hurt. This is why the spot monkey shit
2: doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. Can I ask you a question? What? What the fuck is going on You're in your Gator's business, man? I swear to God. I man, I don't know jack shit about it. I'm even seeing the bullshit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's... They- Going to hell I in a handbasket. That's what it's doing. It's going it's to the, hell I, in it's a hand not hand
2: my business, And I love it. And I do. It's you. Gayness business. I was just saying, what the fuck is going on with the business? It's Big cause It's absolutely
1: go- it's going to hell in a handbasket. That's the best way I can describe it. And apparently, from what we've learned, carry on top. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, and two other people are gonna be in that fatal four-way. I'm sure we'll find out in the next couple weeks before the pay-per-view who's gonna be in it. But either way, we have another inner. Interim title thing about to happen so my hope and prayer is that tony storm wins it all out and we have her and thunder rosa to unify the belts that's, that's what i want to see if breaker wins again i'm gonna be pissed me too. Okay, moving on. Yes. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got oh, Billy Gunn with the acclaimed versus Colton Gunn with Austin Gunn.
2: Um, no? Oh yes. I'm being serious. This didn't make sense, man. It did. What the fuck? Thank you. I was watching it. Father against son. No. It should be the ass boys. Basically saying
1: fuck the Acclaimed. Let's all get done. This is what should be happening. Ugh. Okay. You're finished? Yes. I can talk now. Sorry, it's your show. My apologies. Sorry, guys. I'm going to take that as a yes. So, basically, here's the problem. The gun club needs to be moving on from the acclaim. That's what the fuck needs to be happening but instead we're getting this again why Billy Gunn is not aligned with his kids makes no fucking sense because here's the brutal truth that I'm gonna give right now that a lot of people aren't gonna like but here it is without Billy those kids are not over they're not they're not relevant they're not that talented and as far as great tag teams go they're not even in the fucking conversation the acclaimed is light years ahead of them Billy Gunn is the only thing that kept these boys entertaining because they don't have the type of personality and charisma that their father has.
2: Not even close.
1: Billy Gunn can stand on his own two feet because he's always been charismatic. Even during the times when the New Age outlaws were broken up and Billy Gunn had to go solo as Mr. Ass, he was always over. Billy Gunn is damn good. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I want to see Billy Gunn with the world title. He's that damn good. He's got charisma and for a man his age he can still go and he has enough legendary status that if he won the world title he could put somebody over and make them a bigger star and that's the thing about AEW that has fucking bothered me for the longest time that you have legend, you have established talent that can put star power behind your belts and you don't let hardly any of them touch the belts you can also use them as champions to get new talent over because it ups their resume even more to win Win a world title from fucking Billy Gunn than it would to win a title from fucking Harpo Fingerfuck. But because AEW is stuck in a bubble, you know, people accuse WWE fans of being in a bubble. Nobody is in a deeper bubble than the fans and the people of AEW. It is the bubble of bubbles. It is the fantasy world of fantasy worlds. It truly fucking is. That you have legends who can still go that could make your titles fucking mean something and you do nothing with them except make them walk out and try to put over people who have no business being put over. It's not gonna fucking work. The guns are jobbers. That's it. And you want to know what really buried them? You want to know what the final nail in the coffin was? turning the, on their father. No, not even that. Not even that. What? Here it is. What? The moment you took Dan Housen's phrase and put it on TV, calling them the ass boys. That buried them right fucking there. And that's not a knock on Dan Housen. I love Dan Housen. But there's a reason you need to keep your internet shit separate from your wrestling show. What happens on the internet stays on the internet. It don't need to be on your fucking television set. But the reason you do it is because the only people watching your TV show are the ones who are jacking around on the internet. That's the difference. WWE has a fuck ton of crazy, goofy content that they use. Don't believe me? Go on Peacock, go on the network. On the WWE Network, they had tons of goofy shit. Edge and Christian had their awesomeness show that was basically sketch comedy. Yeah, and
2: Gene, who was hilarious.
1: Exactly. Here's an example. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt literally read Edge and Christian a bedtime story while they were in onesie pajamas about Goldilocks and the three bears and made a sick, twisted version. The reason it worked is because they kept that shit on the network. You didn't see Bray Wyatt coming out on Monday Night Raw the next day reading Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Now, Bray Wyatt's talented enough where if he did do that, it probably would have gotten over because Bray can get anything fucking over. Let's be honest. The motherfucker's saying, I'm a little teapot and got that shit over. Bray is good. But if Edge and Christian came out the next day wearing footy pajamas backstage, they'd look like dumbasses. That's why they didn't do that shit. There's a lot of people in production who need to get their heads and their asses wired on the same page, or this company ain't gonna last long. WWE is going through a whole entire company change, and it's getting people's attention. So Tony Khan and his creative team need to get it together, because if they don't, you will get fucked, especially when you got Colton going over on Billy Gunn with a low blow and a pinfall after a cult 45, which I still don't know what that fucking move does. And then you got Stokely Hathaway handing them business cards, and then the Acclaim gets a stare down with Swerve and Our Glory. It's like, we're just gonna cram two, three different angles into one fucking segment that nobody cares about. Thank you for wasting our time. Zach, anything to add on this abortion, or can I move on? Mr. Zachariah,
2: are you there? Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, sorry about that. I was on mute. Um, I was watching it. This was fucking horrible. This was a goddamn abortion. I was watching it. I was getting mad, dude. I wanted to punch my fucking phone but my screen's already cracked I don't need to do that again so yes let's be, move on it was right. a fucking horrible piece of shit of nation. maybe the uh, next fact can make it
1: happy yeah backstage we see United Empire who vows to beat the death triangle while Pox says they've been waiting too long for this opportunity and they're going to murder them tonight
2: I don't know I know who the death triangle is but I don't know Dutch tr- I don't know the uh, United Empire so this was a pitch break for me my apologies go ahead
1: not only only Was this a waste of fucking time? But I caught something very interesting that made me uh, realize what, what shit, th- what a shit show this is about to become. Did you catch it? Did Whatever, you catch it? Dude, no, I didn't see it. I had to go pee. They announced that this trios match was uh-huh. our main event of the evening.
2: They did not.
1: Yes, they did. They are said at me? this point, we are now finding out this is our main event. Keep in mind, this is the same <laughs> night you got Punk and Moxley unifying belts and your and you already established that your main event is a fucking trios match. If that doesn't tell you how fucked up this company is, nothing will.
2: I can't no. Oh my fucking god! Oh, this... Can this get any more fucking worse, bro?
1: <sighs> it, it's fucking stupid. The actual fuck. What the fuck our and... lives, man. What the fuck? Fucking in the goat ass.
2: Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude! You're, you're... Can this shit get any more fucking worse? I'm glad you know. asked. I'm like, god damn it, man. Oh. Well, are you ready to move on? Oh, this was. I saw baby the last five seconds. I saw this. I was like. I was like. I don't know who the fuck those British guys are. I'm sick and. Fucking tired of wrestlers come up who I don't want and all of a sudden they get the main event in the park.
1: I don't know who these people are. Well, it gets better, ladies and gentlemen, because we're moving on to our next match of the evening. We got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Kylan King.
2: Boring.
1: we already know who
0: was
2: going to win. And that was DMD. Kind of gone a little bit longer, but it did it go ahead.
1: Yeah. This this is this is uh this is a match it was basically filler nobody cared nobody was interested it was I would have called it a piss break but I don't think it lasted long enough to take a piss um, I mean, this is a waste of time
2: well at least her opponent I can, I can she tried to put up a good fight but she didn't she got a couple moves in but I automatically knew that Britt was going to one foot yeah I'm done go ahead
1: so yeah and then after this breaker says rose's injuries is shame she said she wrestled her whole title reign with a broken because that's what a champion does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, mm.
2: And another. Okay. Um, I was at the work with basically seven broken ribs. Shut the fuck up.
1: Baker says Tony Storm will be on pay-per-view where someone gives a damn because she'll be in the ring with Baker. Then Tony Storm comes out. Jamie Hayter attacks her from behind. Then Hikaru Shida makes the save. That leads to tell me, unless I hear otherwise, I think it's going to be Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida to determine who the new women's champion is going to be. And again, I hope it's Tony Storm. You go, that ass
2: Tony Storm, 100 degrees, you that bro. All right. Now, uh oh.
1: Now we cut to the backstage area with Swerve and Our Glory, who say the acclaimed have earned a title shot. The acclaimed say they are the uncrowned <sighs> champions, and they're gonna win the gold at all out. Meh. This was great. What are you talking about?
2: Okay, yeah, maybe it was. No, know yeah. what? I thinking about it. Yeah, it was. I want to mean you think the acclaimers going to win, even if they do, which they probably won't, because this is the first major title of defense for swerving our glory. And they're not going to win, but as, as long as we can see a house fight. That's all I want to say. And I like the acclaim, because those fuckers can actually move. Here's
1: the thing. if I don't know if Tony Khan has any brain cells left. I don't know if the creative team has any brain cells left. But if they do, and they're running on all cylinders, you will make the acclaimed their tag team champions. The acclaimed, if no other belts change hands on this show, the acclaimed need to be the tag team champions. They are over as fuck. They're a homegrown tag team because right now you got a bunch of butthurt people in the locker room and a bunch of butthurt people in the crowd going, all these ex WWE guys coming in, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, the ex WWE guys draw money. Your homegrown guys couldn't draw money if you gave them a green fucking crayon. All right? You claimed as one of the few homegrown people that are actually worth a damn in this fucking business. So to appease those people, I would give it to the acclaimed, but also because they deserve it. And so they got to the point where if the acclaimed's on TV and Matt's caster doesn't rap, uh. you pissed off the entire audience. Or at least yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. He- I need to hear the rap. Or, 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 yeah, or, it's, and, and, or, or it's nothing to me
2: yeah exactly because he's getting better as rap he really is I like Catcher. I, like, I was like really like people were like I didn't like him I didn't like him at first but since in the last several months those guys, those uh, young men have back thrown on me
1: yeah and he's not afraid he to really push the envelope can't. and he makes it, it it all makes sense it makes it worth it's worthwhile it's good I'm just tired of seeing the acclaimed feuding with the ass boys it's time for them to win these belts from swerving our glory and it's time for them to face real Old fucking tag teams, and they are the most over tag team. They're more over than Swerve and our glory as a tag team. More
2: over than, you think. They're more over than FTR.
1: No, but when the acclaim, when it comes time for the acclaim to lose the belts, it needs to be the FTR. That's who Anybody? needs to take it from them. Yeah, okay. to complete their belt collection. But I want to okay. see Swerve and Keith Lee go solo. They need to be singles guys. All right, moving on. I'm afraid so. Ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to the next match of the evening. And I never thought for this type of match, with these stipulations, I would ever say this sentence. But Uh I'm going to have to. Zach, Uh feel free to say it with me. Our next match of the evening, if you even want to call it that, that. a unification match for the undisputed AEW World Championship. CM Punk defends the title. Title against John Moxley, who in turn defends the interim championship against CM
2: Punk. No, I quit. I'm on strike. No, no, you can't make me. I ain't gonna do it. Piss off. No. Do you have
1: nothing else to say? Just a bunch of one word answers? Uh,
2: no, no, no. I said, oh, I mean, as soon as I saw this man, I was like, uh oh. I was like, oh no. I was like, oh no, no, no. I was like, it started off good, and all of a sudden, CM Punk, God bless this man, got hurt again. Here's the problem, man. He wasn't fully recovered, he was pulling over who's uh, Jake in our chain, all right? He was not ready to be in there for a fucking title match against John fucking Moxley. Are you fucking insane? It only ended in, what, a, two minutes? Thank God it wasn't on, on All Out, because that would be even more fucking bullshit. But that's all I really had to say fuck this bullshit and Holstein Punk recovers here soon and apparently Vinny has something to really really say Vinny this type of map can I go ahead and say what I usually say when you're pissed off
1: about this no save that for the main event Okay, dokie save that for the main event um here's the thing apparently Punk came back from injury a little too prematurely as soon as he kicked Moxley his foot was hurting Moxley had to call an audible here and that's what happens here's, that's the problem with injuries in wrestling you have to call an audible and you got to end things a little later than you can if the person can't physically continue. It'd be better yeah, than having that. Punk just forfeit.
2: So and basically, Moxley saw Punk. He says, screw it. Hit a signature. One, two, three. I looked the other way to the left to do something to change out of my clothes. And all of a sudden, there's Moxley putting his hands up in this music. Playing. What the fuck? I was like, you know, I saw that Punk got hurt on I- it damn it.
1: Yeah. Apparently, Moxley hit a clothesline, repeatedly elbowed him, and he started retching on Punk's ankle, hit the Death Rider, picked him up, hit another one, paradigm shift. One, two, three, and that ended it. Moxley is now the undisputed AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So Moxley's now the champ. So whatever prediction I had pretty much went out the window, because Punk didn't win, and there's no MJF. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought MJF was going to come back and challenge Punk, and then we were gonna have that match it all out. But clearly Punk came back too early. He or, I think he wanted to be in Chicago desperately, but then he realized I can't make it to Chicago.
2: He came back too early. He didn't recover long enough. That was the problem. He only waited two months for a hurt, but he should have waited yeah. till at least till maybe uh September or October. Yeah. This fucking sucks dude. Oh. I mean, so now I'm not oh, okay, I'm not ahead. mad about it. I'm mad over the match. I just hope that uh seeing punk I wish I could say his real name. Phil Brooks to, Phil Brooks, recover dude. I really, really like you. Vinny likes you, Elvis likes you. I don't know the ball headed prick Desmond likes you. Oh Desmond loves punk. Desmond loves punk all four of us like you and respect you. You're getting up there in age, man. Like Just like everybody else is in this world. Go recover. Go hang out with AJ Lee. Get your foot back together and maybe one day you can get the title back on, which you
1: rightfully deserve. Yeah. Obviously, when Punk comes back, he might get another run with the belt. Right now, Moxley is going to be the AEW World Champion and he's going to remain ch- and the question now is, what's going to happen at all out? Who's going to be his opponent? Is he going to have an opponent or are we not going to a world title match on one of our biggest shows of the year. Uh-oh. Who's Motsy going to face? He's got nobody. Um, Everybody's in a high-profile uh, match right now. Uh,
2: There's one person. Who? Um, I refuse to say his name.
1: Why? Is it somebody's going to make me mad and want to fire you? Yes. Does he have multicolored hair and flips around the ring?
2: No. Good.
1: Worse. It's not going to be Kenny because they're probably going to be in the finals of the fucking trios match.
2: Well, that's who I was thinking.
1: Well, no. They're not going to put him in the okay. ring with Kenny. Who okay. knows? Okay. Maybe I'll Adam Page will get it. Maybe they'll throw in Adam Page. He's got nothing to fucking do. You got to find somebody that's going to be able to get in that ring with him. But um, anyway, Moxley's our champion now, and it lasted like for like three minutes, and it was one of the saddest moments in wrestling.
2: One of the saddest. Okay. Recover, bro. All right, all, bro.
1: So We cut to the backstage area. Christian Cage says he gave Jungle Boy one last opportunity to apologize to him last week. He said all he was doing was giving Jungle Boy tough love. Cage tells him that he'll never be as smart as Christian Cage. Um, he says he's going to show Jungle Boy that he is special at All Out, where Jungle Boy will learn that he's not in Cage Lead. I love this right here.
2: Um, Christian Cage, the ring veteran, is taking on the uh, God his uh, protege, basically. And as far as I can tell, that's the, probably one of the matches I'm actually looking forward to. Hopefully, oh, I can yeah. see it as soon as I get off work.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna. This is gonna be money. Another money making match. That's gonna be,
2: they're gonna tear the roof off the house. That's gonna be a house fight. In my goodness, that's gonna be good.
1: And we'll see what happens. Yes, absolutely. We're gonna see what happens. Christian had a hell of a promo here. Uh Him and Jungle Boy finally gonna lock up at all out, and it's gonna be great next we cut to an in-ring segment the revolution is televised with ricky starks (laughs) Stark says he's been pissed off due to everything that's been happening to him lately. He brings up Hobbs' betrayal and says he knows it's not friends' business, but he thought he was the exception. He says he should have known that Hobbs was gonna turn his back on him. Stark gets fired up when he says that Hobbs hit him in the neck. He says Hobbs was his friend, but now he calls him a snake, and where he's from, they cut heads off of snakes. He tells Hobbs to fight him at all out.
2: I fucking love the hell out of this. Dude, I I was sitting on my bed just watching. I got up, and he started again and I pace, and I was like, hell yeah, Ricky Starks. Like, Fuck yeah. I oh, don't know. I used to hate Ricky Starks. Now
1: I love the hell out of him. I've been a fan of Ricky that Starks was- from day one. Oh, yeah, I know you have. And I'm going to tell you right and now.
2: This, right here. this is fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: This is how you turn baby face. This was a perfect babyface promo, and I love the fact that when he mentioned his neck, he got choked up. He was fighting back tears. Because that, again, that gets you sympathy because everybody knows that neck injuries are fucking scary.
2: Because
1: you could potentially be be paralyzed. So that was great. That was the perfect babyface promo. That's how you turn from heel to babyface. And now Ricky Starks says, All Out, we're going to fight. So we're going to see Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks at All Out. And it's gonna be they has fight. It's gonna be great.
2: That's gonna be money, and that's gonna house fight, and they're gonna tear the roof off a fucking house. Yes. All right.
1: Then we cut to the backstage area with the AEW champion, John Moxley, who says, Oh, I'm sorry. Is that not how it was supposed to go? Best in the world, my ass. He says, People always write him off, but those people don't matter. Moxley says only one John Moxley, and he is professional wrestling. He declares that he is the guy, and he doesn't follow any rules. Moxley says his time is right. Right now
2: that last saying did he take that for someone who we think he did
1: who you think he took it from john john who think he took it
2: from john cena possibly i saw what he said that, i was like eh, okay aw i know you guys don't like WWE, but come on now don't say sick shit about john cena but this right here was like well i was like well the way you won was on a technicality just saying am i right or am i wrong no you're right all right all right all right see this is why i pay attention. from you and Katie. So this right here was typically a good old-fashioned john moxley now the spotlight's on that. Who's his number one contender coming up? Because I sure shit can't fucking think of anything. You know who I would love to see you go against him? Who? And you're going to be shot. Miro.
1: That would be great. It would be nice to see Miro get some fucking TV run. time and get back in the world and get in the world fucking title picture when you got somebody talented like him and he's sitting on the fucking sideline.
2: Exactly, dude. I mean, have seen seen haven't seen Miro do shit in the ring because uh, even as Rusev and WWE, no offense here, that was one mean, ruthless Dude in the ring, even when he was doing his comedy act, Rusev Day. I still thought, like, dude, in real life, I thought that man can probably beat your ass in real life. Question, as a man, how did he get Lana? How? How? Maybe she got one look at
1: the Bulgarian canon, and that was enough. Jesus
2: Christ, I don't get it. Okay, go ahead.
1: So, hey, some women want a real man. I guess to be he a is fucking a fucking man, man. And... Yeah, to
2: be a fucking I man. I see them on Instagram and on, on Twitter. They look like they're a fucking ha- really happy, married couple. I yeah. Like, you lucky, brilliant bastard. All <laughs> oh, that lucky son of a bitch.
1: He's not one of those. He's not one of those. Beta bitch, you know Jamba Juice smoothie drinking fuckboys you see today. He's a real man's man. Probably eats meat and not a fucking vegetarian. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Sorry about
2: that, folks. We go off the rails. Go ahead, Benny. I'm sorry about this.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're now about to move on to the main event of the evening. Oh, gosh, uh, sick. No. This is our. This is the uh, the saddest moment in wrestling. We have. Was horrible, folks. Another another match in the trios fucking tournament we got the united empire will osprey mark davis and kyle fletcher versus the death triangle Pac, ray phoenix and pentagon dark I
2: didn't really pay attention to this.
1: I didn't know who this was. I got distracted. I looked at my email. I checked my
2: Facebook, my twin. I looked over. I kept on saying going, doing, 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 doing. And I thought this actually was abortion. I thought absolutely this was atrocious. I thought this absolutely was fucking human, fucking goddamn shit. This wasn't human shit, this was elephant shit. And since you motherfuckers like to piss off my fucking homeboy, my brother from another motherfucking mother, Vinny, can I say what I usually say in these type of matches? Go ahead. AW, I warned you, and this is like the ninth time. May God have mercy on your soul. Go ahead, Vinny.
1: I didn't think it was possible to have a match shittier than last week's main event. But congratulations, you surprised me. This match was equally shitty, if not more. Now, obviously, no one could have predicted how the world title match was going to turn out. So still, I'm gonna say this. Unless you knew in advance that Punk was hurt still, and you were doing this as a quick ploy to get the title off him, I'm gonna say this. What the fuck is this doing as a main event? It's not doing shit. You have a match with two guys who are stars, who are top talent, who draw money. I know some people don't like John Moxley, they call him Stone Cold Cosplayer, Garbage Deathmatch Wrestler, whatever the fuck you wanna call it. Bottom line is this. If you love him or you hate him, Moxie's a star. CM Punk is a star as well. These are main event players who have been on a main event stage who are unifying world championships. And before either one one of them even makes it to the ring, you decide that your main event, the closing match of this show, is the six-man spot fest with lazy booking. This is your main event? Yep. This is what happens when Tony Khan takes advice from kenny and the dumb fucks when you have them in evp positions and you delude yourself into thinking they have great minds for the business even though they're fucking retarded you had a smart evp who eventually left and went to wwe because he saw the writing on the wall with all the silly shit y'all fucking do every week you criticize wwe for not putting on good wrestling and your main event is this you criticize them for not doing sports-based wrestling, yet you have gymnastics and Orange fucking Cassidy. Pockets. You, f- you want people to take you seriously, yet you put people in the ring that nobody takes seriously because they're not serious. Way. Not, man. This is the saddest, pathetic display of wrestling. All you do when you put shit on like this is remind the audience that this is a work. No, in fact, I'm not even gonna say that anymore. I'm gonna cross the line. Uh-oh. You show people Don't. this is fake. Yeah, I'm saying it. Why am I saying it? Because here's what people don't understand. You guys, again, delude yourselves into thinking that because people are actually getting hurt, that it isn't fake. But here's the thing. Pain or no pain, if I can clearly tell this is not a real fight, it's fake. The trick to making something a work is to make it not appear as such. That's a work. Make the people believe in what they're seeing. No one can believe this shit because none of it's realistic. And you got a referee who might as well be jerking off in the corner. Because it's always the same ref that refs stupid shit like this. It's Rick Knox, the Bucks' hand-picked referee that they personally signed to AEW. Because Rick Knox is the only one who lets people get away with this shit. You can't have real referees ref this shit because they wouldn't fall for it. They ignore the rules. They ignore their own authority. They don't exert their fucking authority. And even if they did, they would just go out there and ignore them. It's like watching a bunch of kids running around the house and the mom going, now Tyler put that down. Johnny, don't throw that. Don't make me count to 10. That's basically what this ref is doing. Instead of instead of being a parent and going, hey, cut this shit out. I'm going to knock you on your ass. And then they keep going. And you knock them on your ass. Or like I a ref saying, or up. yeah, or like a ref saying, hey, cut this shit out or I'll disqualify you. They keep going, ring the bell and fucking disqualify them. And if Tony gets mad at you in the back, say, hey, I'm not killing my reputation because they want to be fucking children. If I was a referee, I would get fired in a week. I'd be disqualifying people left and right and going off script. And I got news for the referees in AEW. When you let this silly shit happen, it doesn't just kill their reputation, it kills yours. Because why would I book you to be a referee for my wrestling promotion if I had one, if you're not going to make people stick to the fucking rules? And that's all this shit is. It's trick after trick after trick. And they do the it's trio's mark, rules
2: after mark after mark.
1: It's fucking stupid. In fact, I'm going to bring a special guest on here right now. Same guest I had on last um- week. Oh, shit. Who insisted on coming on here.
2: Uh-oh.
1: All right. Mr. Bucciarelli, what in the ever-living fuck was that fucking bullshit? No one has fucking tagged. This is a goddamn clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck. This is like the last one. It's a sorry excuse for pro wrestling. It shits upon my business. They shit upon my business. It's the lucha rules again. What the fuck happened to the goddamn psychology and the five count before a DQ when the other team member is in? What the fuck? These Fans are all fucking marks. This is not awesome. This is a fucking disgrace. I swear to God, there ain't enough fucking tequila to finish this abortion of a match. <laughs> and last but not least, who the fuck is this peppy, the pew-looking Mark with the box on his head? Why is he wearing the box? Uh, Gator, I I think that uh, was Kip Sabian. No one gives a fuck. All right, Gator, easy, easy, easy. Elvis, there's a picture with Elvis
2: with a guy with a box.
1: Yeah, he took that picture when we went to we went to Dynamite. Um last time they were here
2: for a second there i thought it was in cleveland but he's not he's in puerto rico no there's a reason why i'll explain later
1: well well i already know um but we won't talk about it here we won't talk about it on the show we don't know if elvis wants that wants that put out there so it's nobody else's business but i already know because he called me earlier today but my thing is i we met the guy in the box because at first we thought it was cody rhodes it looked like cody we thought it was cody visiting aew but not showing his face because he's not no longer part of the company. But they were in Atlanta, Cody lives in Atlanta. He's recovering from injury, so we thought maybe he would, you know, stop by and say hello. Cuz sometimes when um when wrestlers live in a town where WWE is, sometimes you can go that they go there and pay a visit. Like, you know, hey, how you guys doing? Good to see y'all, whatever, you know. Just kind of shoot the shit. As
2: long as the crowd don't see, I don't think there would be a problem.
1: Well, no. Cuz obviously, well the crowd can't see him and he can't appear on television cuz he works for another company. It, WWE would not be would not appreciate that. They've actually fired people for appearing on a television. Like I think that happened with um one of the tag teams they had. I think it was like the Highlanders. Uh, one of the guys was in was not on Impact Wrestling, but was in the stands watching a TNA show. Just watching the show as a fan, and the crowd cut to him in the audience, and WWE got mad and fired him. Hell, that Brit. I think uh Britt Baker got caught on camera when she was at NXT one time. Uh, showing support for Adam Cole. But AEW didn't care about that because they understood that um, that Britt and Adam are in a relationship and she wasn't going down there to sign with NXT. She was going there to support her man who was competing for the NXT championship or was defending it. I can't remember. But either way, she wanted to be there in support of her man. And that's how that goes. So anyway, yeah, this whole thing was a fucking ridiculous scenario. So apparently Kit Sabian was supposed to be in the mask but it wasn't him and the real Sabian blindsides Pac and attacks him and Osprey pins Phoenix with his os cutter, whatever the fuck that is. And then Kenny Omega and the Bucks come out, stare down United Empire after the match. And they do that whole, uh, I'm going to come down to the ring and we're going to hold you back and not even really fucking try. Just the whole thing was fucking stupid.
0: It's was
2: a waste
1: it of was everyone's fucking goddamn
2: horrible. time. I wasn't going to drink tonight until I started watching this shit.
1: And I said, fuck it. <laughs> Hell, I wanted to drink tonight. I should tell you something. But um, <laughs> this was yeah, this was fucking awful. Oh, my God, se- dude. I, this should okay. not be seen by human eyes. I'm going to say something right now, Cass. Say something.
2: Uh, AW has one more week. Refresh me if not, I might not be able to do this much longer.
1: Well, then hopefully, I can get Elvis or Desmond to come back, dude. I'm
2: getting pissed off with this. You're getting pissed off with this. I'm tired all the time, it's my double, it's work, but I can't sit through it anymore. Oh, but I'll keep on doing it. God, I hate you sometimes, man.
1: (laughs) I hate you more. And ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude this recap of AEW. Uh, Zach, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one.
2: As much as affects what I just said, I'll be here for the next one. And the one after that, the one after that. This should prove that Desmond and Elvis and i better, better co-hosts and both of them combined to get times a million.
1: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you follow the cast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast.
2: Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio.
1: pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on facebook go to facebook.com slash theboochcast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at theboochcast get the latest tweets photos and videos go to our youtube channel check out all exclusive uh, video content and make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Quick update on the YouTube videos. Um, Sadly, I was not able to get the SummerSlam video on YouTube. Uh, apparently, all there were all these uh, fucking guidelines and shit. Just, for whatever reason, it was being difficult. No matter how much editing I did, I just couldn't get it up there. So I finally said, fuck it. So hopefully you saw the SummerSlam. Otherwise, you ain't gonna be able to see it. So, question, what? Did that have
2: anything to do with me?
1: No, Zach. It had nothing to do with you. I'm trying to figure out okay. what the problem is, so the next time we can get up there. I don't know. I think maybe when we watch the pay-per-views, maybe we need to turn the volume down a little bit more, so it doesn't pick up. I don't know what we need to do.
2: But right, as long as it's not me, and I'm being concerned. It's not you, appreciate, Zach. Appreciate that. <laughs> if, if you
1: if you were going to be a cause for anything, it might have been Twitch, but thankfully Twitch has not sent me any messages saying we violated any guidelines. So you're Safe, but I did the best I could. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with Zach. Get Twitch's guideline, nothing to do with how gifted or talented you are, it has to do with whether or not you follow their rules. And I haven't gotten any messages from Twitch, so I think you're in the clear. I'm talking about fucking YouTube because of their guidelines with SummerSlam and copyright and all that shit. So for whatever reason, I can't oh, get SummerSlam up there. But I am hoping to get uh, the last two Dark Side of the Ring videos done um, as soon as I can. Either this weekend or maybe next weekend, I'm hoping to get them done. I got, Like I said, we got two more left. Then I can start editing and posting them to the YouTube channel so we can complete Dark Side of the Ring. So those will all be coming soon, so hit that subscribe button, ring that. bell to be notified on youtube in the meantime in between time check out our other video content it's fun it's entertaining you'll love it also make sure you guys follow us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday november the 26th for wwe survivor series um as of right now, plan on it happening here in Georgia with the team. As I mentioned before, we are going to be in WrestleCade um, for the American Males uh, exhibit, uh, Buff Bagwell, Scotty Riggs, but there is someone else who I think is going to be joining us at WrestleCade and because this individual is there, there's a chance that the watch party might not be able to happen. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, then it don't. But either way, I'm going to try to get make sure the team can put something together for you guys in some capacity. So most likely plan on it being done by the team, no boots present, but Whether I'm there or not doesn't matter. What matters is you want to watch the show with like-minded wrestling fans and my team is like-minded wrestling fans. That's why I have them on my team. So, Saturday November 26th, WWE Survivor Series. Also, we got our D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and another special treat. I'm hoping to get some uh, finishing touches on that either this weekend or the next. Uh, Just a lot of shit I gotta do. A lot of shit I gotta get done. Either way, I'm gonna get it done. Also, uh, make sure you guys uh, support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Bootscast, Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. The first level is for 99 cents per month. Uh, this is for people out there who want to donate but don't have a lot of money to spend. $1 a month is all you have to give us. The second level you can donate at is for $4.99 per month. That's $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final living you can donate at, which is for a mere 9 dollars $10. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network, and we are dedicated to giving the people what they want, unlike All Elite Wrestling. You have the option of paying with a credit card <laughs> or with GPay. And the best part is All the money that we raise Goes back into this show In some capacity We use it to upgrade our equipment We use it to bring in Bigger name guests Pay our bills And take care of the guys Who work very hard On the air and off the air To make the Boochcast a success So if you got a favorite co-host And you believe That are going to be paid For their hard work Anchor.fm Slash the Boochcast Slash support Is how you make that happen And then If there's any money left over When it's all said and done We use the rest to feed uh, Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles, cause uh, Fuck you. you know we need to feed our starving ginger. You know, in
0: the arms of the
1: angel, despite having no soul, <laughs> he was pulled from Saint anus. But we use it <laughs> to feed him ramen noodles, and also we try, try to get him laid. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very long dry spell. We're praying for rain. We're praying for something to fill this dry, to to moisten this dry spell, and we're hoping. <laughs> But unfortunately, we don't have enough money to sample for him to sample enough tacos. So please give us some money so we can finally get this man a delicious pink flavor taco. And until next time, this has been Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then,
0: pizza, baby.
1: While well, I see by the clock on a wall. That it's time to bid you, one and all Goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long Farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu Be good, Be good. stay well, bye-bye Keep warm, relax, and eat. Take
0: care, stay loose, adieu, bon I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again